always clearing out the energetic. And again, just for your audience, if they don't know, energy medicine works from the outside in, right? And everything starts in your outer aura field, in your outer fields, and they work their way into the body. So by the time it gets into the body, it's pretty, pretty established. But if you can clear it from the outer layers and before it works into the physical, then it doesn't turn into the physical issue. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have an amazing guest joining us, Carolyn Osborne, out here in Ventura County, California, an energy healer for both dogs and humans. And, uh, you know, our paths have crossed. She met my mom. We're, they're both a part of the holistic chamber of commerce as we are, and just wonderful people and such great synergy. And we reached out, and, and Carolyn has stories to tell about the miracle plant and about how the, it aligns with our mission to heal the world. So, Carolyn, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you. And, and tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey and, and how you met us and maybe a little bit about how this miracle plan has uh, impacted your life. Well, I met your mother through the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, where we're both members. And so I've had a couple opportunities to talk and connect with her. And she mentioned to me about your podcast and offered it out there. So I thought, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And she's, uh, I guess I'm just telling you, she's quite a powerhouse and she really knows her stuff. And it's just, it's great to see her out there helping so many people with uh, cannabis and everything like that out there. So, and uh, let's see, I am an energy medicine practitioner, energy intuitive. I work with people and animals. And I have had the experience of now working with um, using those products, your cannabis products, for our dog, we had an older dog and just giving him comfort and helping him as he was aging and, you know, just helping him with his back. And that just, it just kind of helped him calm down and helped his whole overall comfort level for that. Um, my husband uses it for sleeping at night. He, he, and I use it occasionally and he wouldn't do without it. So he's very, very uh, positive of that. And I've used it occasionally topically for my own injuries and different things like that just to help. And it's really made a difference. So I've used this in many different ways. And all I can say is it's I'm so glad to have it back in the health field where it can really be a benefit to so many people for so many different reasons. Yeah, you know, what's crazy is I was just uh, um, I mean, and Jack Herrera's book. Uh, the emperor wears no clothes. Uh, he he really details how the cannabis plant, and that's why we say it goes by so many names: hemp, cannabis. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, and he had detailed that before 1937, there was a, what's called the Marijuana Tax Act that uh, made it illegal to uh, grow um, um, cannabis high in THC, which we call marijuana, which was a slang term they 
took from the Mexicans to scare people. Um, but it also made it illegal to grow hemp. And hemp was actually, it was against the law in the colonial times if you didn't grow uh, at least an acre of hemp. Uh, it was, you could be fined um, and even in prison if, because it was such a valuable, uh, it was sustainable and it was, you could use it for so many things. And uh, it, also in the article, it was saying that, uh, that I was, I mean, it's the book, it's a great book, get it if you have it. And it was also saying that it was the number one tool that doctors used uh, in the late 1800s um, before aspirin was uh, in, uh, introduced for pain. And, uh, and, and obviously it has been gone for 80 years in our country, but the good news is that it is back. And I, but I did have a question for you is, so as an energy healer, as an energy intuitive, um, uh, the question that comes to my mind is, because obviously you're in touch with the animals and with your patients and clients and people, when, when have you noticed that, that obviously you, you're in tune, have you noticed even, even with your lab, and I know that your lab passed away at 16, which is... Uh, I have two labs and heart, you know, heartbreaking, but boy, those have just cherished 16 years. Um, could you notice when they took the, the, you know, this miracle plant, their energy, could you feel that energy and maybe you'll go into that? Yeah. It just, it just, it just helped kind of, um, it, it evened it out a little bit. It, it calmed it and it gave them a, a, a little bit more of a center. So it really, it just um, takes the edge off. And, you know, as you know, with a lot of animals, especially um, pet, you know, animals in our house, horses, I also work with horses, you know, they can get a little like amped up and ready to go. And just having that extra um, assistance from the cannabis just kind of helps them take that extra edge off so that then they're able to relax. It helps their nervous system. I do a lot with the nervous system in the energy work. And getting that reset and recalm back down so that then the body can heal. It can do what it needs to do when you're coming from a place of, of centeredness and calmness as opposed to always being, ah, something's happening. You know, that on alert fight or flight mode, which is, you know, a big part of what keeps us from healing and, you know, feeling better. So the cannabis is a real good tool, um, a physical tool to to support the energy work in helping with that in the nervous system. Absolutely. Well, and, and so as far as, you know, your experience with, with cannabis, had you, um, before you would come across us, had you heard of raw cannabis before, or had you, um, had you used it um, previously in your, in your business and in your way of helping people to heal? It was just sort of starting, um, you know, I've, I've been hearing about it in different places and there are, of course, several different markets and different, you know, places that are doing it now. Um, I started noticing it, there are places that are marketing just for horses since, like I said, you know, doing it with horses. And that's, you know, so you, it's definitely becoming um, a little bit more, I, I won't say it's mainstream, but it's becoming more acceptable in some areas. Um, and it's, again, one more tool to use to help with, you know, in many different situations that, you know, may not have a simple answer to them. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's a good place to start. Do you, do you work with like holistic vets or in association, or do you kind of refer people back and forth or what's been your experience with, with vets and, and cannabis and what you do? Um, cause obviously you have to, 
probably, you know, work with more of an open-minded vet. I know there's holistic. Yeah, vets yeah, yeah. There are certain vets that just want have nothing to do with this whole thing. Um, like I, our dog who was, we just lost, we had him with a holistic vet. And they definitely are open to that kind of thing. And they're like, hey, if it works, go for it. So they're open to giving it that opportunity. Um, I don't know as they are themselves at the point where they're sort of promoting it, but I don't think they're um, not, they're not dismissing it, shall we say. And probably over time, as it gets more track, there's better track record and things are happening, that will give them one more tool that they can start to use as well. And then just for my business, I mean, I'm dealing with strictly energy medicine. So I am the proponent of working. Energy medicine is great for a lot of things, but it's also a good complement to standard veterinary or regular healthcare and other tools. So like that's where like the cannabis is a great tool to add into it because it supports the body physically. You can do a lot energetically, but you also then have to support it on the physical level. And so by having these different layers of working with it, it, it makes the treatment that much stronger because you're getting it on the physical level. So I, you know, I've had several of my pet clients ask me, you know, should I be using cannabis? And I'm like, yes, definitely. If it's helping by all means, it supports, it's going to only support the work I'm doing. And it's like I say, it's all, it's all complementary and they all work together. And I think that's such an important piece that people don't realize it's not one or the other, you know, it's not just cannabis. It's not just your regular doctor. It's not just energy medicine. It's all of these things married together is where you can get the best results because you're working on all levels. I mean, I work on physical, emotional, mental, spiritual level. And I think all of those layers are what supports the healing at its best. If you're working on all levels, if you're only working on one, you're missing the opportunity of addressing those other layers. What, what do you treat most often? What do you, what do you find yourself most commonly um, helping? Um, it varies. There's a lot. I do a lot of, um, emotional, emotional trauma, especially with animals, you know, that have, you know, a lot with that have been adopted or, you know, new owners, they're coming from stressful situations or traumatic situations. Um, so there's a lot of that e emotional component. Also, the animals are um, big mirrors of their people. So the animals are very often reflecting uh, issues in going in their person. So it could be, again, physical or emotional. So if like you're working with the animal and you're giving them cannabis, it's probably a good idea to treat yourself as well, because then you're both healing on all those levels. So, and then the, the issues range. There's a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, trauma, digestive issues. <laughs> you know, I get the occasional, um, pancreatitis, you know, different things, uh, just physical issues that pop up. So it just, it varies. Um, you know, and the, what I find interesting is that first of all, what was, who, what was the name of your dog? We have to get that out there. Uh, his name was Fiji. Fiji. Awesome. As, Fiji as is the island. <laughs> why did you name him Fiji? Uh, because when he came to us and we rescued him, 
he was named BG and my husband hates the BG. So he says, okay, we're going to name him Fiji because it's close and similar in name. But of course he had tons of uh, nicknames like Schmookles and Dukels and everything else that we call them, all different kinds of names. But that was his official name. Was Labs are absolutely the best. I have a chocolate Aussie and a yellow uh, Frosty. They're brothers from the same litter. And, uh, um, they are amazing. They, they are, are amazing. Dogs. And I will say, I just have to say our dog, when I, when we got him at five and we had him till he was 16, I said, okay, we're going to really do this right. So we gave him the raw diet. I did tons of energy work on him. When it got, he got older, we started with the cannabis and just, you know, other treatments. So when he died, he died, not because of a physical issue other than his back end, you know, their back ends just were collapsing. He couldn't hold it. He couldn't stand. He just, he was like having trouble walking, but he had no other physical issues, no cancer, no other diseases. And I like, okay, that's an example of how great over a period of time in that preventative work, the energy work can make a huge difference. And then like adding the cannabis when it's needed. So it's, it makes a huge difference, but you don't get to see that in the short term. Everyone's like, well, I don't see any difference. It's like, well, let's look over the long period of time. I have so many people coming to me with their dogs getting cancer. Cancer in dogs now is just running and why rampant. why do you think that is? It's kind of a loaded question, but why do you uh, think? I, I see cancer as a lot of repressed emotional issues. Um there's probably some sort of physical thing, but I think a lot of it comes from old emotional issues, whether it's from their person, whether it's from themselves, whether they're in a stress environment, you know, they carry so much more than most people realize. Um, they're also in our lives to help us. Their job is to help and support us. So they're taking on our stuff, whether it's physically, emotionally, or mentally. And that, of course, takes its toll. The other thing is, especially with cancer and other diseases, animals, as you know, probably, they hide. They don't show anything until they're like stage four cancer. So it's paramount for people to be proactive and address things before it turns into a problem to help keep them clear and keep them, their energy and their body clean so they don't get to that point. Um, you know, it's one of the big messages I'm always trying to say is it's like, okay, you may not be seeing any problems, but you're clearing out future problems by always clearing out the energetic. And again, just for your audience, if they don't know, energy medicine works from the outside in, right? And everything starts in your outer aura field, in your outer fields, and they work their way into the body. So by the time it gets into the body, it's pretty, pretty established, but if you can clear it from the outer layers and before it works into the physical, then it doesn't turn into the physical issue. And that's where people don't see that concrete example of something. It's like, well, okay, is there a change? Is there a change? It's like, well, you'll notice that over a period of time, but you're not going to see it. Um, you know, it's not, there's not like a big physical shift right at that point if that makes sense absolutely and and uh i had chris wark on uh he's uh he was in his 20s and he healed himself from cancer 
without chemo or radiation uh, in his 20s. He just intuitively thought, I'm just going to juice myself out of this uh, mm-hmm. late stage cancer. And he did. And what he and he went on to and he's got a great movement. It's called Crispy Cancer. Uh, and he really mm-hmm. focuses on food. And and just making sure people are eating, right. you know, fruits and vegetables right. organic, really. I mean, that's it's not right. rocket science, right. but he gives you recipes right. and things. But he noticed his biggest thing was that um, you uh, was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He, he yes. found that um, the people with the resentment and it held on to it, and, and they, they they were that was one of the biggest blocks. Yep. So for those of you that are listening right now and you're thinking, well, this is kind of woo woo or this is kind of out there and, you know, what have you look. Uh, we are um, emotions. We are who we, you know, these emotions that you talk about. And if you carry, you know, stress and anxiety that raises cortisol levels, and these are physiological issues that happen within your body. And and many times, and I know this is crazy to hear, but many times getting a diagnosis, um, a, a severe diagnosis, which like my son got uh, when he was young with autism, and that's how we discovered the miracle plan in the raw form. It, it's your body in disease, and it's telling you, it's, you know, hey, we need to make some serious changes. So I, I just think it's so important for you to, and maybe you could speak to that, to the, the forgiveness or the resentment. Yes, the definitely. For, forgiveness is really important. Um, also acceptance. Sometimes we have to accept where we are. One thing about illness is it's not always, in fact, I'm going to be writing an article and doing this about healing. Healing is not just always getting rid of something. There's more, you know, healing is about accepting who and where you are, owning your, creating and then owning your empowerment so that you are being yourself, that self-esteem. When you are in a place of, I am fine the way I am, I accept myself for who or what I am, and you're in that strong place, you're better able to heal and clear things that if you're always pushing yourself down or other people are putting you down and you're allowing that. It's like setting those boundaries, then forgiving yourself, forgiving others around you. Because you said that's a huge piece, that continual process of forgiveness. All of these things are paramount to really healing. And your healing may not be what you think it is. Healing maybe looks something different. Maybe you are then able to teach somebody else through your experience. And that's where the healing is coming. Or, you know, so there's any number of ways of looking at it. And it's, you know, people get stuck on, like, there's only one answer. There's only one way of getting over this. It's like, well, there isn't. (laughs) There are many. And so having that bigger view and looking, and again, looking at it energetically and not just as like, okay, I have this disease. It's like, okay, well, what's going on? What were you experiencing when this happened? You know, and you can look back in your life and you can see all the stress, all the anxiety, all the toxic people in your life. You know, everything that, you know, you've given up your power to somebody and you're not being your true self. You're not owning who you are and speaking, you know, yourself who from your your voice. All those things fit into that, It, it you know, and so the. It's a big, it's a big subject, shall we say? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, and it's a subject that you're not getting at uh, when you when you go in for your annual checkup at the doctor, or no. you've got some discomfort, and you know, um, uh, you know, things. 
it's it's funny to me earlier you said you know we need you know you said something along the lines of you know more research or studies and that's a talking point that big farmers pushed uh, but 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 it's the, the crazy thing is we, this plant and, and that it goes hand in hand with what you're doing. You know, uh, holistic means you use everything, all the tools, holistic all the tools yes. the thing to, to, to treat yourself. But when you go in for a checkup or if you've got some discomfort and then all of a sudden they label you with a with a disease name, with an acronym, with whatever they want to use. And, and before you know it. You are listening to them, and, and and many times you're you're going in for surgery the next day. You're getting put on these medications that are you know have you want to talk about things that haven't been proven? There's medical journals dating back to the eight thousand years using cannabis as a, as a human right. you know, species, whereas this drug that they're putting you on um, has only been uh, available for public consumption through the FDA for you know eighteen months. And, and right. with no understanding of long term, no understanding of, of of really how it's going to treat you. Um, and so it, it's just unfortunate that uh, because I believe and I've talked about this before and, and I'll let you comment on it, because, you know, there was a time in the early 1900s and, and, and mid 1900s when the family doctor could come visit and he'd have this leather bag and he'd come out to the farm and he'd see you and your dog and your right. family and, and know your family history. And we just have this, I believe we have this intuitive, innate trust in doctors and they must know. And we want to give the responsibility over to somebody else who must know. They studied longer. They've seen uh, more than we have. They're smarter than we are. And so we go to the hospital and we just have this built in programming that this person who may see, you know, 35 patients in a day is going to be able to look at my symptoms, look at my blood work and, and, and just make a decision with, you know, scratching out something on a, on a prescription pad. So maybe I'll just kind of throw that at you and let you know what you think about all that. Yes. No, I mean, as I was saying before, there are, there are times and places when, you know, going to the doctor very often, just getting a diagnosis is really important. If you can get a diagnosis of it, of what is going on because sometimes that's tricky but they have the tools and they can very often you know help you figure out okay at least what is going on but then take that and say okay how first of all what does this mean what is it why is this here in this my life you know and and looking at it from those other perspectives um and getting help from different sources now, I also do some medical intuitive reading. And one of the important things that I can say is sometimes you do need to go to a doctor. And sometimes that is the medication you need to take. And sometimes that is important. So it's all relative, but you don't want to just abdicate all of your um, your gut and your opinions for what someone else is telling you. You want to run it by yourself and say, okay, does that feel right to me? Does that feel really important to me? You know, it's okay to question. It's okay to ask these things. It's okay to try other things in conjunction. I mean, I'm always telling, especially my animal clients, it's like, if you feel like something is off, if you feel like there's something not right in your animal, um, then there probably is. Follow that instinct. Find out what it is. If you go to your vet and they say nothing's wrong, then it's like, okay, then you're dealing with something emotional. Maybe you're dealing with a past life. Maybe you're dealing with, you know, other circumstances. 
but you want to figure out what that is because that is what is impacting your animal and probably you as well. You know, like I say, it goes with both. So you want to do that research and find out and get as much information as you can and trust what your gut is telling you because we know more than we realize. I'm sure you're aware of that, you know, we, we've given up our ability to trust our guts and our instincts and say, that's right. Or that isn't right. <laughs> you know, or I need to look over here or I need to try this. Or I mean, Oh, maybe that book is what's going to help me find those answers that I'm looking for. I mean, it doesn't, there's any number of ways it can work. And it's really important for people to, um, own their own responsibility, own their opinions, own what they have. You can have those discussions. You can do the research. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that you can look into and a lot of different ways of trying to, you know, get to the answers you're looking for. So, Absolutely. yes. Well, I always say too, part of like being holistic, uh, you know, and that's, it's always like, so I, I don't know who, who coined the phrase, but I'm sure it was someone in a, uh, uh, you know, some multinational publicly traded company that 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 coined the term what what we're doing with, you know, healing the world is alternative medicine. Yes. Yes. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. What you're doing in Western yes. medicine with little white pills, that's alternative. We've been doing this yeah. for 30,000 years. You've been doing exactly. this for about 150. And right. uh, the jury's out. The, the drugs, uh, you know, we've seen the, you know, the Vioxes and, and all of the, the cases and, the, you know, the things that are out there. So, but anyways, I, I'm just, uh, I'm so excited that you had a chance to swing by. Tell us, uh, tell us where people can find out more about you if, if they're interested okay. in the themselves. Where my, web, my website is Chiron, which is C-H-I-R-O-N energymedicine.com. So that's chironenergymedicine.com. I also have a Facebook page, I'm on LinkedIn, um, all those places. Um, I have all my information on my website. You can contact me there. Um, you can see a little bit more about what I do, both for animals and for people. And, you know, and, and I always do a free, I have a free consultation, 20 minute consultation. So people can always sign up for that. If they have any questions, they want to talk to me and ask, if, you know, if I, I can help them. I'm there to do that. So any number of ways. Love it. Well, I'm, I'm so excited. We get our paths crossed and my mom will be out here again uh, uh, during the holidays. So hopefully you can uh, run into her and the holistic uh, chamber of commerce is amazing. And it's a yes. wonderful thing. And, and like we were saying, like if you get a diagnosis through your blood work, then okay, that's the diagnosis. You can believe the diagnosis. I say never believe the prognosis because no one can judge your uh, your determinedness, your support group, your soul, your spirit, your you know your relationship, you know with the higher power, and and you know the diagnosis is the diagnosis. And so, just like if you got into a fender bender with somebody, you wouldn't just take your car to the first place and say, yeah, fix it for eighteen thousand dollars. You'd go get estimates and you'd go get opinions from other experts. Do that is what we're saying. It's, you can take one person's opinion is one person's opinion, but go out there, trust your instinct, do your homework. And, yes. uh, and uh, I hope that uh, that we served you today. And at the end of every Miracle Plant podcast, we say heal the world because that is the mission to reach a billion people by 2025. So for those of you listening and Carolyn, join along on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world so the energy can get out there for those that need it, those that need to find this podcast, that those that, that need to find a miracle that we're here to help and we're here to heal. 
So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Heal the world. All right. Well, thanks for swinging by, Carolyn. Thank you, everyone, for swinging by as well at the Miracle Plant Podcast. Happy healing and be a blessing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.